0: Welcome back to the Student at a Game podcast. I am your host, Tavares Ellis. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to give my podcast a listen. I really do. I greatly appreciate it, everybody. All right. So right now, James Harden is still a Houston Rocket, people. He is still a Houston Rocket. You know, a lot of people are, you know, as a, as a, I'm a student of the game, okay, I, I, I'm also a fan, but I class, you know, I, the, way I, the way I talk about my show, the reason why it's called the student of the game is because I feel like fan, just saying, I am a fan of basketball or football or baseball or movies or shows, I feel like I am beyond that, okay? I don't feel like I'm better than people, but I feel like I am beyond it. I feel like most people are beyond that because we know a lot of stuff now, people. Well, we think we know a lot of a lot more stuff than the average fan. Okay? Because we understand the history of the game or the history of a movie, the history of a show or whatever it is, right? So when you understand that history, you are a student. You know, you are you're not just a fan. Fan is short for fanatic. I am more than a fanatic. I can get very fanatical when it's time for it. Like, I can get very fanatical. I can become one of the most fanatical people you have ever seen in your life. But overall, I am a student of it. All right. And I understand history and, you know, people, we have to practice what we preach, You know, like we're letting sources just twist us all around. Well, it's not twisting me all around because I subscribe to what the great what what Herm Edwards say. He says, hey, you have something to say. Be a man or be a woman. Put your name on it. That's when it matters. Put your name on it. For example, today, all right, we got a quote from Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins. He says, hey, pretty much he wants to do anything he can to help the team, to make Christian Wood better. They asked him, they said, are you willing to come off the bench? Or he had already brought it up. He says, I don't mind coming off the bench, being the sixth man or whatever. I'm coming here to help this team win, to help encourage, empower my teammates. This is not something that sources said. This is what DeMarcus Cousins said. See, that's reporting because you have a viable person right there. What You know, you can say you have a source. Okay, who is your source? Because when you're breaking, when you're talking about certain information, it's like, okay, how do I know to trust that, man? If that's the case, anybody, I might as well believe anything my kids say or what any other kids say, right? You know... You can verify that DeMarcus Cousins says this. You know, I believe in verified accounts, (laughs) you know, because guess what? If somebody, anybody can go on there and pretend to be me, but it's not me. Or anybody can go out there and pretend to be Kevin Hart, The Rock, Brad Pitt, um, Kim Kardashian. um, Who else? Morris Chestnut. You know, anybody can go, you know, Robert Downey Jr. They can pretend to be those people. LeBron James. It's a lot of LeBron James Twitter accounts. And let's say if all of those LeBron James Twitter accounts say, yeah, I am going back to Cleveland or I am retiring. You're not going to believe it unless it comes from the verified account that has that blue check mark. Okay? You know, like if people was going around saying that, "Hey man, you know, sources if I told you, "Hey man, Sources told me that, you know, um, you're a deadbeat dad. Sources told me you're a deadbeat mama. Sources told me that, you know, you really don't like your children or you really don't like your job. Or you're not a true fan of your team. You're going to be like, okay, who said that? Who who are sources? You're going to be like, okay, why are you believing sources if they're not going to put a name on it? okay. So, but yet. Sources are saying, here you go, Agent Warjanowski reports that such and such said that sources said this. All this he said, she said stuff, right? That, that's, that's what we're doing, people. That's what we're doing. I mean, hey, the NBA offseason is a lot shorter than it would, what it normally is. Okay, hey, James Harden, he went to go party with one of his good friends. Hey. You know, we're in a society where, hey, you have we have a you have a lot of people who feel like you should not be wearing masks. So a lot of people feel like you should wear a mask. You have a lot of people who are still going out and about in their everyday life doing things. And you have other people who are quarantining. OK. OK. So I don't know where James Harden falls in, in that mix or whatever and stuff. But check this out. How do we know that he didn't get. That that he didn't get tested before and after he left um, for Vegas or Atlanta, wherever it is he was. We don't know that. He doesn't have to explain that to none of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I don't think James Harden is married. I'm not sure if he's engaged or if he's in a steady relationship. But here's the thing. You know why I'm not sure of it? Because it's none of my business. It's none of your business. You know... People are questioning James Harden's loyalty. I mean, what what loyalty does he have to fans? You know? You know, it's one of those things. It's like, I think James Harden, as far as, you know, there's levels to loyalty. But I think as far as being a professional basketball player playing for the Houston Rockets, I think as far as loyalty goes for a superstar player or a professional NBA, professional athlete to fans. I think I think he's he's done a great job at that. I really think so. I mean, you know, he hey man, he you know, he goes out there, man. The effort is there. He's trying to win out there. Do they always win? No. But most people don't always win when you're playing a sport because only one team can be the champion. You know, he the 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 man that since he got to Houston in 2012. Guess what? They have they've made the playoffs. How many people can say that? You know, the year that they made the playoffs, when he first got here, they wasn't projected to make the playoffs. Okay, and he continues to strive to be great. You know, he he, he is holding ownership accountable. And, and I think the Rockets' ownership overall, they, they hold James Harden accountable. You know, because check this out. What, what's wrong with him going to management and saying, hey, um, if y'all not trying to compete for a championship, then y'all need to trade me to a contender. That's if he's been saying that. Now, if he's been saying that, I have no problem, because think about it. By him saying that, then, well, I'm not going to include the Dwight Howard trade or signing of Dwight Howard, because Daryl Morey has been trying to get Dwight Howard ever since Daryl Morey has become a general manager. Okay, but maybe him and Harden, they both, they both wanted him mutually. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with recruiting the right, the Dwight Howard. And what was that in 2013? I was excited about it. I I was shocked that we got him. But, you know, if you're not, if James Harden is not trying to compete for a championship, they probably don't go out there and try to bring in Dwight Howard or they don't bring back Trevor or they didn't bring back Trevor Ariza. Or they didn't go and try and bring in Ty Lawson. We you know when they brought in, you know, when they brought in Ty, you know, They were competing with Golden State and a couple other teams and the Lakers to try to get Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard chose Houston. You know, they was trying, you know, um, they brought in Ty Lawson to help counter Golden State. To help counter Golden State. Against the Splash Brothers backcourt. All right. It didn't work out with Ty Lawson. Okay. You know, they went and got... Chris Paul. And here's the thing. I'm not sure. Well, this is what I believe. I believe that Chris Paul wanted to get to Houston just as bad as Houston wanted Chris Paul. I think it was a mutual thing. Here's why. The Golden State Warriors have got... They they, they mastered the Clippers. And the Clippers was supposed to be the ones that was... That, that was projected to go and do this and get to a finals and at least win one championship with that Chris Paul, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, J.J. Reddick squad with Doc Rivers as the coach and GM. But who got in the way of that? The Golden State Warriors. You know, and the Rockets went CP3 his first year here. They was on a mission. They was on a mission, man. I'm telling you. 65 and 17, they focus on Golden State. They had them where they wanted them. CP3. His hamstring. His body betrayed him. And that's something you can't control. I mean, I I felt bad for the dude, man. I really did. I mean, he, he, he is a competitor. I'm not a big fan of him punching people in the groin. I've had a couple groin injuries in my lifetime, so I'm not a big fan of that. Even if I would never had a groin injury, I'm not a big fan of that. I get it. He's one of the smaller players, but I've seen him do it to players his size. It's like, come on, man, chill with that. But, hey, that that dude there, that first year in Houston was awesome. That was one of the most epic seasons ever for Houston. That is going to go down as one of the greatest teams ever in NBA history to not win a championship. And they let it be known, hey, man, we coming after Golden State. We bar none. Why everybody else was like, man, Golden State, man, nobody beating them. No, the Rockets, they truly believed that they could beat them. And as fans as students of the game of the Rockets, we felt that way also. That's why it hurt so much. It hurt so bad because we felt like we was this close. All right. But anyways, I digress. The Rockets. Okay. They let me see. so they, they traded CP3 for Russell Westbrook. All right. Bring in Russell Westbrook and who knows what have happened would have happened what would have happened if we had a normal season? Who knows what would have happened? But I honestly believe that if the Rockets did not face the Lakers in the Western Conference playoffs, the Rockets would have made it to the Finals. They would have made it to the Finals. I love the Rockets' chances with Westbrook and Harden in their squad against the Clippers. I would take James Harden and Russell Westbrook over Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the playoffs any day. I get it, yeah. Kawhi Leonard has a couple finals MVPs and two rings. True, Paul George doesn't. I think Paul George is a good player. But he has a history of... of not being his best during the playoffs, you know, and that's no knock on him. But I just take Russ and Harden over those two, and I take the Rockets supporting cast over those two because they would have ran into the same problems with the Rockets. Who's gonna who's the point guard? Patrick Beverly is great on defense, he is creating shots, easy shots for other people is not his specialty. Lou Williams is a real good score, but. Creating shots for other people is not his specialty, and also, Lou Williams tend to not play his best in the playoffs as well. When he was with the Houston Rockets, he averaged like 11 points a game in the playoffs, but during the regular season, he was almost a 20-point per game scorer, coming off the bench. Okay, so, and I think the Rockets' small ball would have been able to go against go well against the Clippers, cause you got Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell about six foot eight, six foot seven. The Rockets could match with them. They could overmatch them. Okay. But um, James Harden, you know, this man has been competing for the city. The fact that, he's, that he will go to ownership, if this is true, and say, hey, if y'all not trying to be a contender or win a championship, trade me to a contender. That's how you get something out of these owners. You know, because check this out. As Rockets fans, we're not going to not watch them if they're not contending. We're going to whine and we're going to complain. But guess what? We're not going to not watch them. We're going to watch them. And we're going to complain. Despite them with with the years when they're not contending. You know, I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but back in 2009 when the Rockets, they had Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming, and they had... um, and they had Ron Artes. Okay. And that was a real good team. I felt like that team was going to win a championship. Unfortunately, McGrady got hurt. But they were still a championship contending team. Because you had Artes in his prime and you had Yao in his prime also. And what changed that team, you know, like, here's what happened. You had Aaron Brooks who was coming off the bench, right? Like in his second year. And you had Rafer Austin starting at point guard. Ray for Austin, that's skip, that skipped to Malou. Okay, Ray for Austin in the NBA. He was a real good he was a good defensive guard and he can create shots for other people. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't it's very rare. He, he 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 did not turn the ball over. He was very, very good at taking care of the basketball, okay, running the offense. And he was a a real good leader, one of the leaders of the team. One of the true staples of the team. All right. The Rockets, they lost in the second round in game seven against the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Yao Ming got hurt, I believe, in game three or at the end of game two. Didn't come back. Did not come back. Rockets still took the Lakers with Kobe Bryant, Paul Gasol, Andrew Bynum, Derek Fisher, Lamar Odom, Phil Jackson at coach. Still with Sasha Vujicic. Still took them to game seven. Alright. The Rockets they traded Ray for Austin. At the trade deadline. That's when they acquired Kyle Lowry. Now. Hearing Kyle Lowry you're probably thinking. Oh they still had Kyle Lowry. Well Kyle Lowry wasn't Kyle Lowry. Of now. He was the Kyle Lowry of 10 years ago. Second year in the league, okay. Just joining a new team. He, a lot of people don't even realize that. Don't they? Probably like, man, you lying. Kyle Lowry was not on that Rockets team. Yes, he was. All right. Second year, first time in the playoffs. You going up against a veteran backcourt and Kobe Bryant and Derek Fisher. I know Derek Fisher doesn't score a lot of points, but he's a real good defender. I, I, very, I think Derek Fisher might have missed the playoffs maybe one time in his career, if he missed the playoffs at all. But uh, anyways, um, that, that's a difference maker. See, what Daryl Morey and Rockets Management was thinking about acquiring assets to use for trade bait and stuff to get a superstar. That's fine, but you allowed that to compromise with potentially winning the championship. Check this out. They traded Rafer Austin to the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic made it to the finals against who? That Los Angeles Lakers team. Okay. The Los Angeles Lakers won that series in five games. Okay. But the one game that the Orlando Magic won was when Rayfer Austin went off. I mean, he he Rafer Austin was balling in that game, man. It, I need to look up his stats on that game. Like, Ray for Austin was balling. Let me see. I'm pulling it up now as we speak. Let's see. Ray for Austin. What game was that with Ray for Austin? I believe it was game four. No, it wasn't game 4 or, or was it? What game was that? Because the Magic lost. I think it was game 3. It's game 3, let's see. What did right? Oh yeah, and the Lakers team also had Trevor Ariza also. Yep, they also had Trevor Ariza. Let's see right for Austin. Okay, I thought I could find a box score to it. Okay, I'm gonna have to um, look up the box score for that later. But um, Ray for Austin, man, Ray for Austin, told the Lakers up in one of those games. And guess what? We could have used one of those games from Ray for Austin to beat the Lakers that year. And I think the Rockets would have been able to beat the Denver. Was it the Denver Nuggets? It was either the Denver Nuggets or the Utah Jazz. Okay. They would have been able to beat them. It was the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. And they would have been able to beat the Orlando Magic. That would have been interesting though. Yeah. But maybe the Orlando Magic don't make it if they did not have Ray for Austin on that team. But I think they would have beaten the Cavaliers. I really do. But. Rockets management was more focused on trade deadline assets instead of trying to win a championship that year. And that's with knowing whether or not if y'all is going to be ready or not, you know, because y'all had a bad in- injury history. History. You didn't have to trade Ray Froster, but Rockets got to acquire assets. <laughs> so I have no problem with James Harden if he's going to management and saying, listen, we have to do what we have to do to win a championship. Okay. Like not focus on first round draft picks unless you have the number one pick or a top three pick. You know, we're trying to win in win now mode. And I'm all cool with that. I'm all cool with that. Plus, um, here's another thing. I mean, you know. A lot of people, they, they, you know, James Harden, you know, they feel like Harden should say something. He, he doesn't have to say anything. What should he have to say? He doesn't owe an explanation to any of us. All right. A couple of days ago, they said he needed to take, he needed to pass three COVID-19 tests in a row. Now he needs to pass six in a row. Are y'all making everybody else do that? You don't know where everybody else been. Are you making them do that? Oh, you trusting what everybody else is saying. Okay. But also the NBA, hey, y'all posted a rule last week, a couple days before he went to go do his partying and stuff. You posted that, you, you know, you, you made the announcement that NBA players at home or on the road, they're not allowed to go to restaurants, clubs, strip clubs, um, gyms, anything and stuff where there's 15 or more people then um the people who live in the same household as them should not be doing any of that as well and this rule applies on the road and also at home you can only go to selected certain restaurants and stuff okay really why selected restaurants I mean, it's a lot of restaurants that could really use the business of NBA players, but I get it. But it's like, why selected restaurants is uh, the restaurants that selected or do they have are they doing special COVID-19 protocols? Is that the difference that separates the the certain restaurants with the with the other ones? Like, I need an explanation on that. What if I don't like the food at that selected restaurant? Or maybe it's because maybe those selected restaurants are are partially owned or whatever. Or they have investment money from certain NBA owners. So that's helped keeping their pockets going. Maybe. But it's a lot of small businesses that could use some support from NBA players. Um, but anyways, um, hey, James Harden is also opening up a fine, fine dine restaurant in Houston. Yeah. So is it possible? I mean, he was scouting potential waiters and stuff and waitresses and stuff that could that he could fly down and bring down to his restaurant. Because guess what? They was doing. They did a job fair they, um, from December 3rd through the 5th. Who knows? But guess what? He doesn't owe an explanation to any of the fans. He's off the clock. And it's funny I'm mentioning this because John Wall made the same statement a couple years ago. He said, hey, man, y'all have y'all job, y'all nine to five or whatever. When you get off the clock, you go do what you want to do. Hey, they can go do what they want to do. Like what you do when you're not at your job is everything professional. As long as you're not doing anything illegal. or you are not out there harming or harassing or trying to hurt folks? But what do you go out and do? You know, and, and guess what? You don't have to answer that. You should not answer that. You know why? Because it's none of my business. It's nobody else's business. But so many people feel like, like they're literally watching this man at a party. Like, how weak is that, man? I mean, come on. Like, he's partying. Michael Jordan partied. <laughs> you know, Michael Jordan would go to the casino In the middle of a playoff game. Well, not in the middle of a playoff game, but in between days. Come back, ready to ball. You know, so let let that man do his thing. I mean, see, check this out. Their lives, he has private jets. You know, what is the flight to Vegas? It's like what? How long is a flight to Vegas? About five hours? It's not a long flight. Flight to Atlanta about three hours? It's not a long flight. And that's on like flying a normal plane, you know, normal flight, normal plane. We don't know how fast (laughs) these private jets are that they have. But if the NBA is gonna be that strict on him when the season starts, well then guess what? When the season starts, guess what? Maybe he's trying to get it all out right now out of his system. That's his right. That's his right. It's a free country, right? That's his right. But, um, yeah, man, you know, with, let me see, another crazy thing. Hey, we, we, we we're talking practice, right? You know, it was report. Well, Steven Silas, Boogie Cousins, Gerald Green, they all have mentioned that. Guess what? They, they love, they, they, they like how the offense, offense is going and they don't see James Harden Having a a problem with fitting in with the offense. He's an elite player. So he'll be able to adapt to the offense. So for those of you people who thinking, oh, well, he's only ISO ball. He only know how to do this. No, he is more than ISO ball. If you think James Harden is just isolation ball only, you don't know James Harden. This guy here can play in any style type of offense. I'm telling you. And see, that's the difference between a student of the game and a fan. A fan would just believe whatever ESPN is telling him or her. Yeah, he only shoot three-pointers and isolate and don't play defense, but a student of the game sees that his this man's defense has been improving from 2015 on up, and then also when he was in OKC, he played defense as well. And also, this man can post up, he can score in the pick and roll, pick and pop. I mean, <laughs> he can score the ball anywhere. He can shoot two-pointers. He can score in any offense. You don't call, you know, they're not. It's a reason why a lot of people, a lot of NBA players and former NBA players say this dude here is one of the most explosive offensive, greatest offensive weapons ever. You don't get called that if you can only play isolation ball. Okay, so you don't, you don't have to believe every... See, there's no accountability in the media. Okay, there's no accountability when Woj is wrong, when Sham is wrong, when all these other people are wrong. There's no accountability. You know, we're in a society where, you know, hey, they, you can say anything you want and people are not going to go back and fact check you. And then when you fact check them, they say, oh, how dare you tell me to do my job? Well, you're trying to tell professional athletes how to do their job. You know, it's easy. You have more people in this world who are capable of being a reporter than it is than people you have in this world that are capable of being a professional a- athlete. But yet, you got the reporter want to talk down on a fan or a student of the game acting like they don't know anything and question them about their job but yet they feel like they're entitled and it's okay for them to question a, a professional athlete's job that they that they know nothing about you know like keep that same energy like okay I get it you don't have to and what the, you know you don't have to be a professional ball player a professional athlete to be able to coach it you, you don't you're right you're absolutely correct but that's not, you can't hide behind that excuse when the public calls you out. I'm talking about reporters or analysts, okay? When you say stuff, when you say crazy-ish, yeah, we have a right, the people, to call you out on it. But hey, J- James, James Harden is still a Houston Rocket, people. Let's stop, let, let's not, hey, ESPN, they're trying to do this divide mess, they're trying to divide everybody else up and get them riled up. And guess what? You know, that, that that's just boost their ratings. That, that's they're, they're trying to get ratings. You know, it's not about the purity of stuff. I mean, you see a lot of people leaving ESPN. Trey Wingo. They didn't bring Trey Ringo back, yo. Dan Lebertard is going to be gone for ESPN in January. They let Marsh Slareth go back in 2017. They let Mike Golick go. Last year, how do you let Mike Goleck go? Are you serious, people? Are you serious? You know, Michael Smith has left ESPN. I mean, I I like Stephen A. I like Max Kellerman, Molly Q., Jalen Rose, Jacoby. You know, I still like a lot of people on ESPN. Let me see. Carrie Champion is not, it it left ESPN. Jamel Hill, all this talent, okay? Jim Rohn was once on ESPN. Colin Cowherd left ESPN. Um, Skip Bayless left ESPN. Marcellus Wiley, Ocho, all of them, they left ESPN. So why ESPN is calling the Rockets and stuff the organization toxic, and or talking about how the Rockets are and James Harden? Okay, what's going on in your own backyard, or in your own front yard, or in your kitchen, ESPN? What's really going on? Stop trying to divide. Trying to divide Rockets fans. Stop it. And Rockets fans stop letting them divide y'all. Stop it. They don't they they don't want the Rockets to win anyway. And the majority of them, the two championships, the Rockets that we do have, they they they, they say, oh, because Jordan wasn't there. Okay. So they don't care about the Rockets winning any championships. They don't want the Rockets to win any championships. You know why? Because it doesn't It doesn't help promote their narrative or their agenda. Or it doesn't... The Rockets winning the championship does not boost ESPN's ratings. Oh, Chris Boussard, that's another one who left ESPN. Yeah. So, stop letting ESPN and these other networks and stuff divide y'all. Okay? Just stop. All right? Harden is still a Houston Rocket. John Wall has said that, hey... Harden said he's going to be here, okay? Christian Wood said a couple weeks ago at his press conference he feel like he can be a second option to James Harden, okay? These people don't come sign. They don't sign over here without James Harden. They don't, okay? It doesn't work like that. Now, if it comes to find out that James Harden wants to leave or whatever. I mean, okay, and he leaves, okay. But sources are not saying John Wall said this. This these are words coming out of John Wall's mouth. These are words coming out of Christian Wood's mouth, okay? So James Harden is a Houston Rocket. Rockets fans, let's just let's just get ready for the season, get ready for the holidays if you celebrate it, and let's get ready for this NBA basketball season. Cuz it's going to be off the chain. All right. The Rockets, hey, they're going to make some noise, but they got to do more than make noise if they want to beat the Lakers. Because you can't go around just saying we're going to be a threat because a threat to the Lakers, they'll, yeah, they'll get your Lakers in five. And right now it's a whole lot of teams where most likely the Lakers are going to get them in five or six. But guess what, though? Injuries happen. A lot of things happen. You never know how the chemistry of the Lakers may happen, and they may not make the finals. Guess what? The Lakers might not be the hurdle that you have to get over. Just like we thought the Lakers were going to have to get over the Clippers, the Lakers didn't have to see them. Denver took care of that. Styles make fights. All right? But anyways, that's what we're going to conclude for tonight on the Student of the Game podcast. But once again, hey, if you're a Harden fan, if you're a Houston Rocket fan, listen, let's give the man the benefit of the, of the doubt. He doesn't owe us any kind of explanation. Let's see how it plays out. Okay? Let's see how it plays out because you can't believe everything that sources say. You can't. Matter of fact, I you shouldn't believe anything sources say. Anybody who is afraid to put their name on it, there's a reason why they are afraid to put their name on it. Because they know they don't want the blowback. They don't want that smoke when they're wrong. When they're called out. They feel like they're beyond question. People question God. So I'm not a big fan of a human being believing he or she cannot be questioned. All right. So once again, thank you all for listening to the game podcast. Peace out. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button. If you don't like what you hear. Hey, how about this? You still hit that subscribe button. Then I, I most likely after three to four episodes, I have you hooked. You will love me. OK, well, you don't have to love me. You can love what I say or don't say. Alright? But anyways, through Game Podcast. Peace out.